Welcome to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. I'm your host, Kristen Thomas. I'm a certified sex coach and clinical sexologist based in Kansas City, and I just love to talk to people about what goes on in their sex lives and relationships. I also enjoy good conversation about love, heartache, activism, or making change in the world. Be warned, you should probably be 18 and over and probably listening on your headphones. Thanks for tuning in. My new friend, Anna Kohler, joined me. She and I are co-hosting a workshop coming up called Ask Me Out, How to Approach Them for a Date. It's only like the second in-person workshop I have done since 2020. And this one is for all genders, all orientations. We want to see you there. If you feel like the pandemic has made you start holding back, like you had to stay at home for a while, Has that made you feel like you're having a harder time putting yourself out there now than you did before? Maybe you became single for the first time in a long time in the last couple of years, and you're not really sure how to approach in today's modern dating era. It doesn't matter what's holding you back. We are going to help build your confidence. We're going to talk about body language. We'll help you with your dating profile and so much more. We discussed in this episode really who this is geared towards and, again, some of the objectives that we'll cover. She had a really good Ask Me Anything at the end as well. Along the way, we did cover, you know, Casey is the number one worst city to date according to the best places list. I guess, you know, with the best places, they also have the worst. Casey and Wichita. I thought that Casey was number two and Wichita was number one. No, 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 no. We took the top spot this year. Uh, Yay us. (sighs) Look, we know that there's some reasons behind it and we are here to try to fix some of those things. I can't create more new fun places or events, but we can help you with your approach. Anna also discussed her one woman show called Cold Showers. And we even threw in some of our ideas about how to get the second date. I also gave my opinion on who should pay for the check on the date. Found out that I got nominated for the pitch's best of for 2022. I got nominated for two awards, best TikTok and best local personality. Now, I uh, best local TikTok, there's somebody in there named Andrewski. If, uh... If you are on that side of TikTok and you know who Andrewski is, like, he's a huge content creator. He is from Kansas City. Turns out I have a weird connection to him. So uh, I thought for sure, oh, well, shit, I'm going to lose this to him. But he put up a video telling his followers to please go vote for anybody except him. So I still have a fighting chance. Thanks. Thank you so much, Andrewski. Anybody else who would like to please vote for me, you can find a link in the show notes to both awards. Thank you ahead of time for your vote. I really appreciate it. I care most about the TikTok, quite honestly. So (laughs) help me. Help me win an award. I would (laughs) love it. It's been a while since I got a, a plaque or a trophy. I think my last trophy was for a bowling league, so... Yeah, it's time for one that's a little bit more esteemed, shall we say. I thank you so much, as always, for being a listener. 
Uh, big shout out to some of my regulars. I see you. I hear you. Thank you so much. I'm headed to Atlanta tomorrow morning. So I'm sure that you're going to hear some fresh guests that I meet from Sex Down South in the next couple of weeks. Although I am still still recording people that I met at Woodhull Sexual Freedom Summit. But yeah, you're going you're gonna to hear some really cool new voices on Keep Them Coming very soon. Enjoy today's episode. As always, feel free to email me at kristen at openthedoorscoaching.com if you ever want to be a guest or you have a question or a suggestion for a show topic. And of course, if you are not already on my email list, either my safer work or my dirty bird email list, you better get over to one of my social media channels like TikTok, Instagram, or Twitter. Click the link in my bio and sign up for one of those or both of those email newsletters. This episode of Keep Them Coming is extra special to me because I am having a colleague of mine on. We are co-hosting a workshop coming up on September 18th. So I scrambled real quick to get Anna Kaler on my show so that we could talk about our workshop. So welcome to the podcast. Tell the audience all about yourself. Oh, me. Oh, my. Okay. So I grew up here in Kansas City, Missouri. And since I was young, 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 I wanted to be a famous actress. And I was always performing. I was always getting uh, neighborhood kids together to perform because I was just either writing a show or a play and, you know, performing it for everybody. Well, that from there um, cut to, you know, so many years later, I'm in LA and, uh, after getting my master's degree in performance and um, working improv with the Groundlings, taking classes there, doing stand up and um, doing some film here and there, and just really trying to get my career to take off like I wanted it to. But life has some twists and turns, and uh, various circumstances happened, which led me back to Kansas City. And through all of that, uh, yoga was always kind of a side gig. And I always looked at it as like, oh, this would be a great way to make money, you know, while I'm looking for acting jobs and auditioning, as well as serving, like professional serving Mm -hmm. uh, server, but in which you understand that. Um, Yes. Yes. So, which serving actually really helped my improv skills a lot. (laughs) Oh, It's like ninja improv. Yes, it is. Yeah, I always say it's like yoga on steroids and ninja improv in the moment. And that's what really makes you a great server is if you have the, some people have those skills naturally um, and some people have them naturally and they're very uh, trained in them as well. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I've been here in Kansas city for the last uh, nine years and I um, really just decided that yoga was my thing and I love it so much. I'm very passionate about it. It transformed my life through addiction, um, was an alcoholic for years. And that's something that I'm super passionate about as well. Um, just to bring awareness to people that are struggling with depression, anxiety, PTSD, um, you know, suicidal ideation, Mm -hmm. um, and obviously addiction with either drugs or alcohol. I tend to attract those students just naturally, but isn't again, it funny how we just yes, pull some law of attraction. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. because it's the way I speak to my students and the way I see yoga and how I look at yoga um, from 
just my own personal experience and transformation, it really resonates with a lot of people just because of our current state in, uh, you know, the United States and just with our mental health in this country, how we see it and how we treat it. Um, to me, it's just, I feel like yoga can be one of those key elements that just really uh, can you can put in your toolbox and if you need yeah. it, you can grab it. It's just one of those tools. I have many tools. Yoga is one of my favorites. So yeah, so I've been teaching yoga um, in Kansas City and just really kind of getting to know Kansas City in a whole new way, which is would be a sober way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, which has made... <laughs> dating and online interactions. Very interesting. Oh, you are not the first sober person to say that. Uh, You know know what I mean? Like it is, it's interesting here, especially when you feel like you can't go to the bars. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we did recently get on one of those lists about worst cities to date. It used to be Wichita was number one. And now we're right up there. It just kept creeping closer and closer geographically. You're like, no, don't put us on the list. We don't want to be on the list, but then yeah. we are, you know. Yep. And, and I do somebody think else it's... just told me that yet the other day. So like guys are aware that this is the worst city to date too. Yeah. yeah. And I I do think, especially over the last couple of years, that it's like if we take away going to sporting events and bars, there ain't shit to do here. Yes. <laughs> and then if you're in a park, because for me, like yesterday, I was in the park for like five hours, like just humming next to a tree. Don't judge me, but. <laughs> and I was like you know if a guy were to approach me right now I don't know what what I would do like it was and again it's all about like the bot because for me I look at body language and I'm I'm looking at the energy I'm I'm looking at intent like you know and all of that stuff so I was thinking like you know but part of me wants to be approached because a park is like my safe place you know and I love the trees and um all of that stuff so I just think I, you're right. And I think we need to get out of the mindset too in Kansas City that there only is like bars and sporting events and maybe the concert every once in a while. You know what I mean? Because I think, and I've really had a love-hate relationship with Kansas City, but over the last couple of years, I've definitely, I'm like, how can you love this city more? And it's all about just exploring an adventure. And the simplest thing is like a walk, like just take a walk. Like mm-hmm. a walk is so uh, undervalued taking yeah. a walk with somebody, you know what I mean? Around the city. Anyways, yeah. I'm rambling. Well, and I, I said too, like I made it sound like there ain't shit to do. And that's yeah. I think what the vast majority of people think, but I don't drink that much anymore. I, yeah. I can't, I will go to a restaurant. I will get a cocktail or I will get a glass of wine, but yeah. I do prefer greenery more. Yes. Um, and that's yes. available anytime, yes. any place, but not indoors, obviously. So I have found those things that yes. are outside. Like there's a ton of museums here. It's not just the Nelson y'all. Yes. There's lots of things that you've And do. a lot of things come here too, that like, mm-hmm. I mean, when major attractions and major like tours and stuff, um, they come to Kansas city. Cause it's a, it's a, a great Midwest spot. It's just a matter of, I think a lot of people getting out of their habits, like yeah. what they're used to doing and where they're used to going for dates. Yes. And there's plenty of jazz clubs that yes, it's a bar, but can't you just go and have a nice meal? Like go to soiree and have some food and listen to the musicians. 
Yes. You know, go to a thing at the gym theater. Like 18 divine is wonderful. Yes. There's alcohol there, but there's other things there too. Yes. Alcohol may be present, but it's also not the focal point. Or I'm like one of those people I'm like, did you hear Amy Poehler's in town and she's shooting at the, no, I didn't know that. The VFW. Did I say that right? Oh, I did see an article did about you hear that? that. So I'm like, what the heck? Like Amy Poehler's here. <laughs> like, do you, you know, it's like if a guy and I were talking online, I'd be like, well, do you want to just like go like take a walk and just, cause I love film and I love all of that. And it's just so it's exciting to me that again, people are picking Kansas city to do creative things mm-hmm. and, you know, to get out there and just, I don't know, interact with the city. So I'm like, how can you interact with the city more on your dating life? You know what I mean? And I think writing for me, writing for the pitch, and now I'm reading it more consistently. I'm also seeing, like I pay attention to the concert calendar and the events calendar more often now. And so, yes, I think that there are far too many people who have a perception that this city sucks for dating. And if we're going by the traditional markers... Yes. yes. So you do have to get outside of the box, but yes. first things first, people have to work up the gumption to even ask for a date. Right. And, yes, and, yes, and let's yes. also talk too about when I say working up for a date and, and maybe this is a little bit more specific to men. Right. Um, but I do also find that before we even get into talking about how to ask for a date, we need to maybe talk about the concept of what is a date. Yes. Don't ask to hang out. Oh, this is so refreshing to hear. I hate phrasing it as let's go hang out. Friends hang out. Right. Are we, are we going to hang out as friends? Because if we're going on a date. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. And, and dates require planning. Yes. Yes. How many times have you hang out sometime? Sometime that I'm just like, no. It's because I don't want to plan it. I don't want to have to come in up with the details. So you're making me do all of that just by how you ask that first question. And that can be like a, a I get it. I get it. It's a safe question yes. to ask. It's a safe yeah. question to test the waters because, yeah. you know, maybe they, they aren't interested in you and anything beyond friendship. So at least right. if you just have a low bar of let's hang yeah. out, you're, you're less likely to get rejected. However... Right. If that's not your intention, you need to use the specific language of, I would like to take you out for a date. Are you interested? Yes. Yes. Because I just, yeah, with all my online dating experiences, and I even wrote a one woman show that um, I performed it on stage and then it turned into a film. It's called Cold Showers. (laughs) I (laughs) fucking love that. And I think we should talk a little bit more about that. Oh yeah. Yes. 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 But it was all because it was out of, I just wrote it mainly out of so, so much frustration from what the church, like, you know, the religious life tells you and then what the secular world tells you and how the secular world interacts, you know, with the opposite sex or the same sex. And then we'll, we won't even touch the religious life on that, but mm-hmm. um, it, it's just, it's this like whole like gray area. And I would always get angry and annoyed with men because I was like, don't you know, like why, like, you know, it's either they're too direct at the beginning because they didn't get to know me enough. Mm-hmm. You've got to have a few questions just to kind of, um, yeah. Someone just coming up to you blindly, like, Hey, I yeah. want to take you out. is like, Whoa, who, yeah, like, where did you come whoa. from? Who are you? Yes. Yes. 
it's a yeah. very like it's not that you have to walk this like fine line but it's like really looking at the other person even if you're just interacting with them through text messages online or a couple of like you know like you're typing out you're messaging them back and forth like take your time and the thing about me is I'm people perceive me as very outgoing but in my love life which like I've I was sweating just before this podcast just because we're like we're talking about dating we're talking about romance and with me it's like um I I'm very shy but because I'm an actor I know how to kind of steer the ship if I need to but I don't I've learned that I don't I don't want to do that like I don't yeah. want to be the one to like lead the guy because I'm such a strong personality I need a man who is a strong personality as well who is shows strength and part of that strength is your verbal communication in the the beginning and your nonverbal communication in person and the and the verbal communication in the beginning please please number one rule for me and number one red flag is if you drop a sexual innu innuendo uh, or, or just mm -hmm. anything in the beginning mm -hmm. like it is a turn off before I thought it was a I I thought I was turned on but it was more like I just was like up uh, yeah I needed to work on myself because that it's not the best if that's like the route you want to go. Like, yeah, sure. If you want to hook up like in three lines, then <laughs> go for it. But that, if that's your intention, yeah. But there's a lot of good guys out there that that is not their intention. And I think like, you know, do I even bring up the word sarcasm? And it's like Ugh. sarcasm mixed with sexual innuendos is like the gaggiest thing. Yes. Know. Like, please. Yes. No. Oh my gosh. That's, you know what I got to tell you guys, as, as Anna and I were preparing for this, we were talking about some of the objectives that we have for our workshop. Well, sarcasm came up, um, yes. specifically the fact that we need to ensure that our workshop participants understand what a dating profile that says I'm fluent in sarcasm really oh, says to us. And do you know how many, like, yeah, so for me, like, again, I'm a creative person and I love creativity. So if I, if you're the fifth guy that I've seen a profile that says I'm fluent in sarcasm, you're, even if you are like, you know, this Greek God looking man and your pictures are all lining up with me. And then I see that I just, you're an automatic no for me mm -hmm. because sarcasm as an actor, a trained actor we are trained in how to receive and to portray emotional life. And one of the things I was taught, not just in as an actor on stage, but in my improv training is you don't ever play sarcasm. And Kristen, why do you think that is? Do you want to, I think, I, I think you might know. I think I might know, but you know, my, my guess would be, um, first off, it's just, it's very the avoidance of emotion. Yes. It's very immature communication because it's just yes. avoiding what you're really yes. thinking and feeling. Yes. It's and masking. there's also a little truth in jest. So they're like, when guys have been sarcastic with me on dates and stuff, it's like a moment of like, did he really mean to say that? Was he, was he joking? And if it was a joke, it was funny because it was a joke, but then it was like at the cost of kind of making fun of me. Yeah. You Sarcasm I mean? is usually a joke at someone's expense. Yes. Yes. 
So then I look at, at you know, cause I'm pretty emotionally intelligent and I, I want a guy that's, you know, pretty emotionally intelligent too. Right. And if you do sarcasm, I'm like, oh, you just went down on the emotional intelligence. It, absolutely. Absolutely. That rings true. When yes. you are utilizing sarcasm as a primary form of communication, what that signals to other people is that you are not emotionally intelligent. You are not actually willing to say the tough thing because either you don't want to hear no, you don't want to have, you know, an active conversation about the thing you'd rather just drop a little sarcastic bomb and then you can back out of it or you know you can oh that wasn't what I meant why don't you just say what you mean yeah do the do the do the hard thing and say what you really are thinking that's the emotionally intelligent approach yes 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 yeah so the messaging (laughs) in in the beginning is important I think and that's something that we I know that we will talk about at the workshop, like how are you interacting in the first few lines, online dating, and we'll go over pictures too, because as again, as an actor, it was like your headshot was so important Mm. because Mm -hmm. that is the first thing many casting directors see about you is your headshot, you know, and how well you carry your energy and your, you know, just what you exude as a person. And then your type, you know what I'm saying? Like, all of this is so relatable to online dating. And I, there's a few guys that are, have been single that I know for a while and they online date, but then I, you know, when I'm kind of like, give them some pointers here or there, it's like, I've got it. I got it. I know I'm, I'm okay. It's like, well, why are you, you know, it's like, well, then you probably are going on dates maybe, but you might not be finding the woman or the person that you want because yeah you're not willing maybe to be like, well, what is a good picture? What is a good photo that really truly represents not just what I look like on the outside, but also who I am on the inside too. And I think that's super important because you see all these guys wearing sunglasses and hats um, next to their truck, holding a fishing pole. Or or it's a a low angle selfie, you know, from below (laughs) their chin, from like down by their lap up you know, so you're seeing yes. their nostrils and they're wearing yes. sunglasses. So you just see the reflection of the phone. <laughs> or there's like five guys in the picture. And then where's it's like, Waldo is what I call that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's like, stop hiding. Yeah. Stop hiding. You're beautiful. You need to, you know, know you're beautiful. And it's just, yeah, coming out into the world. And it's like, it's that presentation of yourself. And yeah. so for me, I love, I know how to present myself, mm-hmm. but it's the, Um, For me, I struggle with um, the substance part. I have lots of substance, but it's connecting in a safe environment with a safe guy, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? To where they can get those deeper layers from me. Yeah. And that is what we should be trying to discover on the date. Um, Beyond the photos too. Yes. Something that I think is really important is for them to utilize that profile to be really direct about what they're looking for. Are yes. you in a casual state of dating right now? Are right. you looking for the love of your life? Are you ready to get settled out? Like what, what is it you're looking for? Are you looking for serious dating? You need to specify that in your profile yes. and, ha- and, and have would, clarity on what you want to. Yes. I would respect the guys that were saying like, I'm looking to settle down. I'm looking to find my wife. I would respect that line. But then it was like, the other lines that would follow. You're like, you're, it, it was just be like, they're sad, they're lonely. 
they're, you know, I mean, it's just these, some of them had these epic monologues that I would save just for, you know, maybe to put in a play someday. I'm just oh. kidding. But oh, that's like how they're like emotional they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All their bad experiences. Like, yes. I don't want, I don't want baby mama drama or this, yes. things like that. I don't want this say, I don't want, I don't, I don't. And that is another thing we'll go over yes. too, is how yeah. do you structure your profile and how do you put yourself out there in person yes. to make sure that you're not just basically showing everyone your scars, right? Right. From the get go. Yes. The wounds. Yes. And it's like, it's like your profiles bleeding out onto, you know, match.com. That's what it, you know, to where it's like this, this guy might not be ready to find his wife because he's still so hurting. Like that's, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Or you have the guy that like fills out two lines and uh, it, yeah. So it's like, you get like the super casual um, up for a hookup, you know, or then the like bleeding heart man over here. And it's, so it's like, how do you com- find center? And yeah. how do you know your self-worth even you know, through the words on your dating profile. So pictures, mm-hmm. words are huge. Mm-hmm. And I also, this just came to me, but your mood too. Yeah. Like, I think we can get addicted to constantly checking our online apps. We can get kind of like locked in and it's mm-hmm. like, we can get on the wheel and maybe be spinning, but we're not like stopping and saying like, okay, do I really want to continue talking to this person? Is this person going in? Like, am I interested? And then bring it, you know, to really keep asking yourself, am I getting what I want as far as quality people? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh, and the other thing too, is once you get that initial date set up, like not just in the beginning, ask them questions, but on the date, like I'm not used I would say this, like, I would be so super interested in a second date with a guy if he asked me really interesting questions. Oh, yeah. Like, how are you? How is your day? Uh, No, I'm not a small talk kind of gal. (laughs) And also, another question that you should not ask on that first date is, so how long have you been on the dating app? Or how long have you been out there? Like, yeah. No, no, let's, let's avoid questions about what our dating lives have been, because that doesn't get to the substance of who I am. Yes. And that's part of improv is improv. It, the scene doesn't go anywhere when you talk about the past. And when you talk about outside things that aren't related to the scene here and now. So like if you and I were to do an improv scene, it would be like, and there was an audience in front of us, they would be so bored out of their minds if we talked about the past or if we talked about anybody else, you know, outside of talking about you and me, our relationship. That's what makes improv so interesting is the relationship between the two people on, you know, on stage in the moment and not the past or if you talk, you don't want to talk too much about the future, which I think is interesting in the dating life too, mm-hmm. because again, you're not staying in the present moment. The present moment is the most powerful. Mm-hmm. And do we talk, maybe this might be getting ahead, but yes. Huh? And the power of yes. And, and yeah. there, in, there's ways that you can do yes. And in your profile as well. Um, yes. And is an improv rule that you always yes. And your partner. 
which Mm -hmm. means you never just flat out say no. And if you watch improv scenes on TV, the times where the person's like denying the other person, the scene like kind of will jerk back and forth. It won't like, it won't propel itself forward. And that's the same thing. Because it's resistance. Say that again. It's resistance. Resistance. Right. And it's sometimes like, it's fun to have a little negation, just a little bit, but I would say those are for the, like the professional like comedians that have been doing it for years and they really know their scene partner to where the scene partner is knows that it's not a total denial like that kind of thing but when we're talking about like dating and you know you're even just messaging them online or you're having that first date in person or you're about to approach them to ask them out yes and is your greatest tool because you not only are you and it's not that you're necessarily agreeing with what they're saying. You're just, we can practice it if you want. Sure. You're just again, like propelling the conversation forward. You're continuing the energy. And again, yeah, even if it's not a total like, oh, I agree with what you just said. It's yes. And then you're adding to what they just said. So you're continuing the conversation. We kind of did it in our little promo video, but we can do it. Here. Yeah, let's do it. Let's practice it for him. So um, let's see here. Kristen. Yes. I heard that you were nominated for the best TikTok in Kansas City. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And I thought for sure that I was going to lose because of who I'm nominated up against, but it's still an honor to be nominated. Um, But yeah, it's the pitch. Yes. Yes. And mm-hmm. I think that you're nominated because you're wonderful and talented. Oh, thank you so much. That is very appreciated. So and even though she just didn't say yes, and she said, thank you very much. It was, it was, it, that's very much appreciated. So through her, um, the, like her smile on her face and her words, she subtextually said, yes, and. So that is something that we will be teaching in the workshop, which I'm super excited about because this just, just doesn't relate to your dating life. It relates to your work life, you know, oh, like yeah. the holidays coming up. I think even though we're in September, I'm like, they're still coming up. They are. I'll be here before we know it, unfortunately. <laughs> yes. And the, it's a great way, again, to have that conversation where, again, if you feel stagnant to propel it forward. Mm-hmm. So I love that rule. Yes. We are going to prepare people for so many things. Yeah. You know, some of the other objectives just to hit on real quickly, like we're going to definitely be talking about body language. Yes. We're going to, like we mentioned earlier, intention. How do you actually approach someone with the intent of, I'm going to ask this person out and, yes. you know, I'll say this. And I've, I've said it in some of my promos, some of my promos I haven't, you know, that I have recorded him put out yet. Um, I don't typically have clients that are the creep. They are so worried about being the creep that they just avoid approaching anyone. And I think that an important piece for them as they're trying to break that has often been the sort of setting the scene, right? Setting the intention, like everything's going to be fine. I'm not a creep. So therefore I won't be a creep. Yes. And I, can I just say this? 
I think, and it's not that I want the guy to be like this, but I think it's adorable when you know they're trying. Yes. And that's when the like- The earnestness of it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And like, you know, they're trying and you know that they might not be great at it, but, um, and I think, again, that's where intention is super powerful because good women or whoever it is that you're approaching again, they can read that even if your words are like, like, they're just like (laughs) caca coming out of the mouth, you know, just like, like a woman, you know, they, we can read when you're, we can see your heart. We can see what your heart is actually your intention. That's why it's huge. And the other thing is too, is I think with this workshop is really not to overcomplicate things and to bring it into the simplest ways possible and a lot of it like you said we talked about body language but is grounding is feeling that sense of um okay like what is that m&m like armpits sweaty like (laughs) you know like mom spaghetti or whatever it is that you know it's just like like it's the sweating and the the feeling that you can't speak or like the breath gets heavy so again with yoga teaching and meditation and just acting work I know how to even if I'm like super nervous I know how to regulate my body pretty well mm-hmm. even if it still doesn't want to agree with me but some, mm. a lot of that stuff is important just so that the body language isn't appearing creepy or awkward or um the opposite of confident you know yes yes and I want to continue that yes but let's do it after the break yes It's time for a quick break. I promise it'll just be a minute, so stay tuned. I'll be right back after a few words that help me get paid. Before the break, we were, you know, talking again about some of the things that you will learn in our workshop, which by the way is called Ask Them Out: How to Approach Them for a Date. You can find tickets on any of my social media. Just go to the links in my bio. I've got it all over Facebook, but the tickets are on Eventbrite, $100, September 18th, 2 to 5 p.m. Check the show notes. So we were also getting a little bit into sort of who this workshop is for. And and yes, perhaps some of our conversation because we are cisgendered. I mean, I'm, I am a bisexual woman. I assume you are heterosexual. Yeah. Okay, queer, maybe we're all on the spectrum, right? Most of us are. Very few of us are the one or the six. Anyway. Yes. Um, but you do tend to date men. Okay. Yes. So I tend to date. It's been a while, Kristen. It's been a while. (laughs) That's oh, you know what? You are still the perfect person to teach this workshop. Because (laughs) guess what? There's far too many people. And I hear this from the bisexuals. I hear this from the lesbians. I hear this from the gays, the straights, all of them. They're not getting approached for dates. Right. Because it's, it's the people are afraid these days of rejection. They're often afraid of putting themselves out there. Yes. It's that vulnerability piece. Yes. Uh, You know, and the ones sometimes that are asking us out, are the ones that are just trying to run game. Yes. We're not really interested in those guys either. No, no. And I, I think I was for years just because 
I didn't know. Like I didn't, I, there's just, there was no rule book. I was trying to observe like how my other friends did it, but my friends are not like me. I've got a crazy personality. When I was drinking, it was even crazier. And so I thought those games like were, I don't know what I interpreted as, but I just, I did think that they were a sign towards something mm -hmm. uh, serious, but it's not like, it's not at all. And here in Kansas city, downtown Casey, it's, um, I would say that I get approached more by homeless men. <laughs> homeless men have a lot of practice asking for they things. They do. They do. So... And I got, I mean, like, come on, man. Like I just, and some of them are like, I, I'm, I'll start laughing because the, the line will be good. Like, it'll be a good line, like how they like approached me. And, um, but yeah, I've been approached more by older, older, older men um here or um homeless men and then either like the cocky like 20 something you know like game I've, runner I, yeah and even if like they're totally not into the games like whatever it is sometimes those younger younger bucks can just like <laughs> they're just Ooh. I don't know they're I'm they're I'm not as intimidating to them I guess I don't know <laughs> In my single days, which I consider to be the, the four years after my second marriage and before I met Matthew, so like 2015 to 2020. So yeah. um, I had my fair share of fun with men who were like mid to late 20s yeah. um, because I don't know what it was about them. I wasn't looking for anything serious at the time. I flat out said like, I'm not looking for a boyfriend, but man, yeah, yeah they had some good lines I mean I yes. was also I pursued as well I I ran yes. my own games <laughs> yeah I did too. my own games too. Like, I need to come out and say that too like I'm not lying like I I'm I I probably hurt some egos here and there just because I thought it was fun and I'm totally gonna admit that but that's why I took myself out of the game because I wasn't healthy in it and I was finding unhealthy you know men that wanted to do unhealthy things and I was like nope I gotta I gotta check out so I checked out. I've checked out for about it's been over a year and I'm even more resolute than ever not to go back onto online dating mainly because I'm I'm just <clears throat> again one of those women that's like if this is what the mainstream's stream is doing that I want to figure out how to do it my way that makes sense to me I just don't like the only way to, you know, again, we talked about this. The only way to go on a date here in Kansas city is online dating. Or if I'm around guys at a bar, maybe a sporting event where drinking is always kind of the thing, because let's be honest, it's liquid courage for a lot of guys, you know? Yeah. And so again, this workshop, I think is going to be great because it's sober. There's mm -hmm. no, not going to be any alcohol there. Right. And and you're going to have to learn to work with your body, what it is like every day without alcohol. You yeah. Know? And, and, and I even want like whoever shows up to maybe monitor, like, how am I in life now? And then how am I after a beer? That mm -hmm. is something to look at because who you are authentically before the beer is the person that I want to get to know. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I hope too, for those listening that might be considering coming to the workshop, I hope what you're hearing is all the thing, all, especially all those guys who are so afraid of being the creep, 
Yes. Know that we are only getting approached by the guys who are creepy or yes. just aren't our yes. type. So, so yes. many of you out there are missing so many opportunities. Yes. To I have find so many girlfriends partner. that are single that are um, just these amazing women and they're just not getting approached by like quality men. Like, I and quality men are out there. Uh, yeah, there's definitely quality men out there. Um, and I would, and again, I would say that like women have their fair share of doing that internal work that they need to do. Yeah. You also need to work on body language too. Like it's yes, not- and their dating profiles also show the same. Again, you kind of put it in a way that I was thinking how um, hurt people will bleed on those that didn't hurt them. Yes. You can see that yes. from a mile away on yes. everyone's dating profile if yes. they're still residing in that hurt. That's yes. that it's is genderless. Yes. And the other thing too, if anyone, you know, male, female, uh, any of all genders, if you put your Venmo on your profile, like if you see someone put a Venmo on their profile, run. Like <laughs> like and and you gotta look it's like the fine print at the bottom of the profile you know what I mean like those they might have this like stellar profile and then at the end it's like their Venmo oh my God. it's like no 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 we are, we're not running the, a business here we're running like the heart here this is about the heart like I'm not giving you money yeah and I think too like just the expectations that men have with you know how they again how they need to be when they approach the woman and how they need to be on the date like know know thyself know thyself you know like yeah if you don't want to pay for the woman then like make that known you know so I have thoughts about that yeah okay and and tell me what you think I I tell my clients and my friends if you ask you pay (gasps) because the other thing too if you're asking for the date that means you're planning the date so that yeah. other person cannot be held responsible for the restaurant that you choose or the yeah. event that you're going to or the concert tickets. Yeah. Like when you yeah. ask for a date, then this is something we're going to be really clear about in the workshop too, yes. is if I, let's say that we are sweet little bisexual girls here and, and I'm approaching you for a date on Okay. So okay. here's how I would play that out. Like Anna, I, you've got a really cool personality. I would love to take you out for a date sometime soon. Would, would you like to go out with me soon? Yes. That sounds nice. What did you, what were you thinking? So there actually is this concert in a couple of weeks that I was thinking about going to. I haven't bought tickets yet or anything like that. It's Jenny Lewis is, I don't know if you like her, but um, yeah. um, The tickets. Oh, I would take care of that. I asked you. So okay. you would totally be, you know, the date's on me. Okay. Um, but maybe we could go get a, a bite to eat somewhere yeah. beforehand if you would like to meet there or you'd like me to pick you up. Either way is fine. Um, what, uh, it just depends on the restaurant. Okay. I tell you what, I would love to perhaps choose a couple of restaurants. I can text you and that way you can maybe take a look yeah. at your menus and see if they're, you know, foods that you enjoy. Yeah. And then you know, the show's at seven. It's okay. Next. It's in two weeks uh, on a Saturday night. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just, I would like to take you out sometime and get to know you better. So what, you know, can I be or, I'm sorry. I didn't I kind of club the end there. Cause again, I'm not the best. You're better improv than me, but you know, well, you're like, pretty good. 
I that, think was, you, that was really great. You've got to have. So what the, was running through my mind was, okay, she said she would pay for the uh, concert. Then I didn't want to be, because I'm an artist. I'm an improv instructor. I don't work Wall Street stock market. So <laughs> like literally going through my head, I was budgeting because I was like, well, she said she would pay for the, and I'm not the type of person again, to assume that you're going to pay for the, the restaurant. And then, um, and then because I like to just have somewhat control just in case the date doesn't go right. I usually, especially if it's a first date, I want to drive and I want to meet you there. So I have to think about gas. Well, and I wanted to give you the option and all that. So like, but yeah, all of these things obviously are things that like now you're hearing what goes through our minds. And not only when we're trying to ask for the date, but when we're also trying to be the one being asked. And that's some of the stuff that we'll dissect for you all in the workshop. Yes. And I think two men with money, again, they use that to like, be like, I can take care of you. And I can, I got it. Like, it's no big deal, but it's also good for them too. So that they don't get taken advantage of, you know, to state, like it's on me, mm-hmm. but like not for the woman to assume that it's always going to be on him. I don't know how you feel about that, but again, my, my thing <laughs> is if you ask yeah. me, my assumption yes. is you're yes. paying for it. Yeah, but and, I like that rule. I'm going to apply it to my life. Yeah. Because, because I also think that that removes, that removes any stress on my part. Yes. In my opinion. Because girl, oh my gosh, can I tell you the dates that I've had that I've gone on? The, um, the probably the, and I, I think I, I don't know if I put, well, and definitely inspired a couple scenes in my one woman show <laughs> and he picked an expensive restaurant. This was when I was living in Richmond, Virginia. And, um, I was set up by the hairstylist. It was her brother. Mm. And so we met at this, uh, restaurant with beautiful. It was great. Well, because I didn't line up with his religious background. Um, I was, I was pretty like religious myself at the time, but in a different religion. And, we didn't line up. And so you could feel the energy just go down from there. And then he said, well, since the date went South, do you want to split the check? And I just, uh, I was, I couldn't believe that came out of his mouth. I, it was just beyond me, but what was, and I just said, no, I go, good. And usually I'm not like that. Like, I'll be like, whatever. But it was because of how he just went about it and how gross it was to me yeah because basically he's saying there's there's no point at which we are going to line up and therefore eventually have sex yes it's what yeah, i heard exactly. that's what i heard um yes. he picked the restaurant he picked the restaurant <clears throat> and then you know what the kicker was <clears throat> this was even more insane to me I, a week later i went back and the, i was sitting at the bar and the bartender's like Hey, you were here last week with that guy. And I was like, yeah, I was like, it was not good. And, and he goes, yeah, he used to work here. And I was like, what? And then I, I said, he did. And he goes, yeah. I was like, and the guy was like, he's a little weird. I'm like, yeah, he is. And then he goes, yeah, I, uh, I, I think that, and then he, the bartender talked to the other bartender who was taking care of the bill that night. And then, and they said, yeah, he paid with his mom's gift cards. <laughs> So always listen to he your wanted to make sure he had yeah, he wanted to make sure he had gift cards 
for next time he came in, sounds like. He didn't want to spend all of his gift cards. Heck no. I Yeah, exactly. Oh That's exactly. He was, yeah, it was. And then I'll never forget. Uh, I went on a date with this guy here in Kansas City, actually. And he, um, you know, has a pretty high profile job. And I'll never forget this. We were in the restaurant and I got up to go to the bathroom and he slapped me on my ass. And this is maybe like the first or second date. No. And I turned around. And I said, don't you ever do that again. And yeah. that's when I still was trying to figure out, like, obviously, what is appropriate behavior and what is not. And clearly that's not appropriate. But how, yeah. forgiv- how forgivable are you on the first date? Or even in the approach too, like, okay, that was really bad. But like, you know, like, again, I think it all goes back to that heart intention. Mm-hmm. A woman knows if you just want to screw them, mm-hmm. like they just, they just know. And I think like the women who are insecure and don't know their worth think that it equates to love and it doesn't. Or they may be a bit of a people pleaser and, yes. Yes. you know, like, yeah. I don't think that everyone just jumps into bed just because they're trying to, you know, please right. the other person and things like that. Or, right. and, and there's plenty of women out there who are willing to just do the casual date or they just want yes. to have friends with benefits. There's but nothing wrong find, with it. Go find those women. Go right. find those men. Yes. Yes. If you want to be a serious date or you want to find a serious relationship, that does mean that like, mm, you, you got to like, not put yourself out there quite as casually. Yeah. Like the yeah. things, your, your regular actions matter. So yes. like, if you say to yourself, I want a serious relationship, but you still have two casual things going on the side and a friend's right. benefit, you are putting so much energy yeah. towards those things rather than finding a serious relationship, you are going to continue to struggle that to find that serious relationship. And I've noticed too, like, and maybe it's not, like maybe this is just my own stereotype, but I've noticed like a lot of the guys that here in Kansas City don't want to put in their work. And by the work, let's talk about what the work is. Yes. What's the work really mean to you, Anna? Yeah. I don't, I mean, for me, it's like, I'm not going to ask you out. Like you approached me and I can tell when guys approach me, they want me to do the work and almost asking them out for, does that make sense? Like and they'll, it's like like they, they'll come up and flirt so yes. that you, they'll, then you will be like, well, Hey, you want to go out sometime? Exactly. Like mm-hmm. Exactly. Like they'll, they'll just kind of stand there and they're just sometimes, and don't take this the wrong way guys, but you're like a black hole of energy and you just, <laughs> and I'm like, this is too much work. And so I just, I think and I um, I know that there's times where I definitely play hard to get and I don't make eye contact and I'm not, eye contact is huge, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I'm not flirty, um, you know, in settings that are like safe for me. I'm just not flirty because for me, I'm in a part of my life where like real relationships, authentic conversation is more important to me than the hookup and, um, and the date. But the work I would say, that I notice with guys is like as much work as you're willing to put in the gym. Like how many times a week do you work out? That is like, take maybe a half hour and meditate or like get to know your heart. You know what I mean? And get to know who you are. And 
what are, you know, just start to observe, like, it's not, and again, don't take this the wrong way, guys, but it's not all about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's not all about me either. But at the same time, like, I think that's why I just took myself totally out of the game because it just, it was so much work. It was like going through the clearance rack at Marshall's just to find that sale item. And then it's like, well, you know what I mean? It's like, let's just put it this way. I'm not going to find a pair of Gucci shoes at the clear on the clearance rack at Marshall's. That's just not going to happen. And so for me, that's how I thought and still feel today about the online dating is that yeah, like it's the clearance rack and I want quality guys and I don't want these games anymore. I don't want mixed messages. I don't want subliminal messages. I don't want you to like not have a profile picture because you have this high profile job and you can't tell me who you are. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I don't you know what I mean? Or these other, like these, I don't even want to talk about that, but like how these guys will make these alter egos. Like they'll make these different personas of themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've definitely seen that. Not from many of my clients. I will say that. Maybe I just don't attract those kind of guys. That's great. But I've, and I've heard clients. about that from my female clients. Um, and yes, on the other side of that, there's the bots, there's the scammers. So both sides are sort of dealing with trying to weed through the inauthenticity, trying to weed through the the fake people to find the real people. And yeah, that can be really, really challenging on online dating. If you're, especially if you're on the wrong kind of platform, right. Um, or if you just don't know how to watch for the signs, Um, and also if they're not reporting those profiles, like report the bots. (laughs) Yes. Jesus. The other thing too, um, is, and I didn't stick to this rule. I've created, I had this rule like way back in the day, way back in the day when online dating profiles first started to make an appearance. It's like, here, here, here I come. Um, Online dating has really been around for like 25, 22 years. It oh, really? started back in 2000. I know someone that met someone through an online dating platform in like 2001. Wow. See, I thought it was only like 10 years. It's been ubiquitous for 10 years. It's been 10. sort of like destigmatized for about de-stigmatized, 10 years, I yes. feel. Mm-hmm. So the rule I created for myself was you have to talk to them on the phone before the first date. 100%. Yes. Did I yes. follow that rule? <laughs> Most of the time, Kristen, I didn't. And you know why? Hmm. is because I had to do the freaking work. I had to tell the guy like, Hey, I really, I don't, I don't go on dates unless I talk to you on the phone. And then it was like three days later or the, I hated the, it was so annoying when it was like the day of, and like, I don't want to do your work. Meaning I don't want to confirm the day of, I don't want to have to tell you a second time and to you know, the phone call. And when you leave a message on my phone, that doesn't count. Yes. So many times I've wanted to yes. curse. On what I phone. do, you can curse on this. You can cuss all day okay, long. Okay, good. I say fuck. Fuck that. Right. Like, do <laughs> not. <laughs> no, no. Right? Well, be a well, gentleman. We... Like, and again, yes. I know with the Me Too movement, and we've talked about this, like how guys are just like, we don't know what to do. We don't know to go left, to right, or keep walking straight. And it's like, calm down. You know who you are. You know what kindness is. You know yeah. what respect is. And if you're a good person that yes. will shine through and we see through the bullshit. Yes. If you're a kind 
decent human being who's worried about coming across as an asshole or a creep, right. the best advice I can give you is that most likely you would never come across that yes. way in a million years. No. And perhaps the women that or people that might take you as being so, they've got their own shit to deal with. And that's yeah. not about, it's not a reflection of you. It's a reflection yes. of them. And I think too, like I would oftentimes think like how guys were treating me online is how I, I was, you know what I mean? Like, oh, am I slutty because I put this up there or am I asking, you know, for sex before the first date even ha has started because of this picture or me being silly on my own online profile? Like that, you know, just, there's just different things that I had to look at with myself like well how am I portraying myself but with the 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 guys that are just like so good like you want to just bring them home to mom like <laughs> you are not going to be creepy it's just us us over very powerful women want you to step forth we are calling you to step yes forth. we are calling you yes. in yes we are Put calling yourself you in. out there and we believe in you like I believe that like we need more of the the good guys to just start appearing from whatever rock that you think up yes <laughs> yeah stop stop hiding in the corner stop being yes. the wallflowers yes and that I think is a big part again of what Dude. this workshop Dude. is going to be about yes. is to get past yes. that wallflower stage stop yes. standing back and observing and waiting for that wonderful woman or wonderful man to appear right. for you because they are out there they and, are. They're, and you are one of them and yes. we want to help you build those skills and build that confidence. And I will be very, very kind to you. I won't make you do things that are like, if you're like, I'm not doing that or I'm uncomfortable. I respect that. It's, I always say to my students, the hardest part about yoga is just getting on the damn mat. Now you're going to hear all these first words come out. <laughs> now that I gave you the green light. <laughs> yeah. Now that you gave you the green light. <clears throat> and that's because vulnerability is not the easiest thing for a lot of people, but the mm -hmm. vulnerability, Brene Brown, I mean, she's like the expert on it. Mm -hmm. It is truly like, you can't have joy if you're always shutting down fear. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so this workshop, I know that if you sign up for it, that right there is a big freaking step. That's a huge step. That's a so then you walk through the doors and you walk into the actual room of the workshop. I know that that's a big deal there too. Yeah. So I will not ask you to do, I mean, I might ask you, but you have every right to be like, I'm not comfortable with that or da, 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 whatever. But I will say this. I know you will leave feeling more confident. You will have more information that you can put in your arsenal as far as like, especially in that moment, I always say, if you don't know what to do, just breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just breathe. And that's the thing with improv too, is oftentimes if you watch uh, two people doing a scene and there's silence and don't even talk to me about silence on a first date, but anyways, <laughs> moving on. But if there's silence in a scene, and especially if they're really trained improvisers and they've been working together for a while, that's like, that's like where the gold begins. Like that's like mining for gold because you breathe and yeah. you wait. And all of a sudden inspiration will just rise up out of you. And then boom, there's like something else that they're going to say or do or talk or whatever. Same thing with a date. But for me, I struggle with silence. 
because of how I grew up, my dad was a very quiet, quiet man. And oftentimes I associated silence and um, his withdrawn type of approach that he would have a lot of times during the day and, you know, throughout my life that I was, there was something wrong with me or Mm -hmm. I'm not interesting or I'm not doing enough to make this conversation interesting. Even if I don't know if I even really like you, it's the silence of how I interpret it in real life versus, Mm -hmm. you know, improv. That's probably why I loved to like be training in improv because it taught me how to just embrace those awkward. Like I love awkward on stage. I mean, I teach people yoga. How more awkward is that? (laughs) You know, like how many times has has someone farted in class? You know, like there's just awkward everywhere. And I probably like to throw myself in that because of, you know, I, it's training for real life. This is probably why we are destined to be friends. I love awkwardness. I love pushing through awkward. I love getting awkward questions. And one of the biggest things that I tell, especially parents of adolescents. Yeah. Like talking to your kids about sex is awkward. What you need to do is actually acknowledge the awkwardness. Be like, yeah. Okay. This is going to be a little awkward, but here we go. Like deep breath in. Yeah let it out. You're going to be fine. Just push through the awkward because in, once you get past that awkwardness, that can be where so much gold lies. And again, I love my dad, but so when I'm around a quiet guy, who's very reserved, his energy's very pulled back into himself. Um, it makes it more awkward for me just because I don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. And for me, like safety is number one. I don't care who you are, what you look like, what car you drive, how much money you make. If you don't make me feel safe, I don't want to be around you. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And so emotional safety um, Two, again, going back to like how to not present yourself as creepy or even like cocky guys can be Mm -hmm. unsafe to women because it's like overly confidence is like, well, what is he going to do next? Or what, what is this guy going to, you know what I mean? Like, it's just that, yeah, you don't know where it's going. But um, again, I would love to teach the shy, timid, reserved guys who maybe sit in a cubicle all day or are in front of a computer looking at numbers. I don't know. Like, I would Mm -hmm. love to just bring you out and, and, and exude your energy because you were not meant to be in that cubicle and you're not meant to be at the gym five days a week or maybe you are, but you know what I'm saying? Like, we're not to men- meant to live our lives, not connecting to others. Yeah. Like we are meant for connection and, and we're wired to be connected. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're wired to love. We're wired to have sex. Yes. Yes. And pleasure is your birthright. You know, actually yeah. didn't even tell you this. What? September is sexual health month. And we are <gasps> recording today, September 4th what? on world sexual health day. And the theme this year is let's talk pleasure. Shut up. Look how aligned I'm already, I am, and I didn't even know it. That's right. Pleasure is your birthright. It's one of my favorite things. Yes. And the freedom to experience that pleasure as you want in a sane, safe, and consensual manner. Yes. Because I grew up Catholic and then I willingly put myself in the evangelical Protestant religions and whether that's your shtick or not, like for me, I, 
I started to believe a certain kind of thing about pleasure and about sex. Mm -hmm. And, and again, you know, it's with online dating and uh, just approaching the person, like know what that means to you, like Mm -hmm. know what pleasure and sex means to you. Because again, whatever you think there it is, and that's what you're going to attract. Whatever you believe is your energy that you're putting out there. And again, I think too, so much there's, and we could go on and unlayer this all day long, but (laughs) you know, just the shame that comes around being intimate and being sexual and, and with dating and stuff like that, um, that you can, you can, again, women are very intuitive Mm -hmm. creatures. Mm -hmm. So they know that energy that you're bringing in, even in the first couple of lines, you know, they can feel, they can sense that sexual energy. So is it healthy? Is your sexual energy healthy? Is it freeing? Mm -hmm. Does it want to be playful? Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yep. This is a, this is a workout in and of itself. Just asking these questions. (laughs) You don't need to go to the gym today. You just need to listen to this podcast. (laughs) And then do some journaling. Yeah. Then Uh. do some journaling. You'll sweat more uh, listening to this podcast than at the gym. I swear. (laughs) And then at our workshop. And also this yeah. is what you just mentioned too about some of your upbringing is also why I look forward to possibly interviewing you for my book about Please race, do. dating, religion, all that stuff in America. You've already made me sweat yeah. multiple times where I'm like, dear God, who's going to hear this? I'm not going to walk around with, you know, a paper bag over my head. But that's the thing is like, I've had to deal with a lot moving back to my hometown. I mean, even though it's been years, there's like been lots of transformations that I've had within myself. Um, and Kansas City's embraced these transformations, but I know that there's still a lot of hangups there. And again, that's why I took myself out of the dating world because I thought I have to be, you know, a 10 on, in, in my, my head to even present myself. And that's what's great too, is like, we're all kind of just a little messy. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of fun to like meet other messy people. I say, let your freak flag fly and there's somebody out there that's going to like how it looks and they'll see it and go like, yes, that. Yes. Anna, this has been a fucking amazing conversation today. We we are at our last segment, which is ask coach Kristen anything. And again, this is your chance to just ask me something. You can ask me about my life, my career. You can do a question that you have about relationships, dating and sex for yourself. You can ask for a friend or you just asked me something that maybe you and oh your gosh. friends have talked about and you want some clarity on. This what is like the me? genie saying, what are your three wishes? And I'm like, I only get three. <laughs> I only get one question. Um, well, I just find you super fascinating. There's not a lot of women in Kansas City that are as like open and free about their sexuality. And then just how unique you are that you want to help other people. It's just, it's so refreshing. Aww, um, probably you. my question is, is how did your upbringing bring you to where you are today? <laughs> mm. I see her face. That's right a now. juicy. That's a juicy. Yeah. Question. It mainly because I know that that's a lot of my own personal hangups. And I'm like, I look at you and I'm like, how did she get wherever she was to here? Because you are just so free. You're so warm and welcoming to your clients. And um, not that I know your clients, but I can just tell like you bring them such a healthy, nurturing um, atmosphere in your office and just, and you're playful and fun. And there's, there's just so much, there's no shame with you. And so 
I'm asking, I guess, whether you're either experienced that, but just how you got to where you are today for maybe your upbringing. And if you had like parents who are like, if you're central, I don't know. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. So to cover it in five minutes or less. I know. Right. Um, so I, I, my parents are still married to this day. Um, mm-hmm. They just had their 42nd anniversary. Um, I have wonderful and amazing grandparents, my mom's parents, and they were farmers. And Aww. by all, all measures, they were progressive. And I don't know, growing up on a farm, I feel like they raised me basically because my parents both worked full-time retail jobs. So I was always at the farm. If I was, especially once I was in school, mm-hmm. after school, before school, I was at the farm. Um, you know, there's the whole aspect of you're seeing animal husbandry, you're seeing the breeding aspect of it, you know, babies are being born. It's so like, there was no illusions about babies and how things were made. And like, yeah, um, my grandparents always were really open and joked about things having to do with sex. Um, yeah. especially once I got older, like my grandma made a joke about my uncle, my aunt's husband being on Viagra when I was like 20, 22, right in front of me. And then my uncle's like jumping into it. I'm like, so I did have quite a bit of that, that levity, you know, mm-hmm. from that side. Like one time I was sitting on their front porch with my grandma <laughs> at the farm and I was in off in the distance. I hear this noise. I was like, what is that? She's like, Kristen, the bull's out to pasture. What do you think that is? I was like, oh, okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So, uh, my, my parents were more uh, hands off. They didn't talk about it as much, but I also found my dad's playboys in penthouse magazines. So, okay. You know, I had a lot of visuals. I found my very first playboy when I was four. And I've definitely told that story on this podcast before. Um, so I think that it was sort of a clash of worlds at times. My parents weren't the ones trying to push religion on me. I actually got involved in church through a friend I didn't really get into church until I was in high school. Okay. So it was sort of like I had already had this a bit of openness, but also just a bit of no direction. I wasn't getting a ton of messages about it being dirty or gross or anything like that. Like my mom slept in like teddies every night, like silky silky gowns, you know? Yeah. Not like t shirts. (laughs) Yeah. So. And my dad had sex books on the back of the toilet when I was a little kid. I don't think he thought I knew how to read as well as I did. So, um, like they just kind of like left shit around sometimes. And I, there was just no real hiding it when I was little. So the indoctrination about shame and things like that didn't come till later. And I only took on parts of it. I was the rebellious one in church. I was the one that the preacher's wife was worried about me taking her son's virginity and We're taking the preacher. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, gross. Uh, but I did date the preacher's son in high school. But we never had sex. We actually did not. Um, yeah. But she was, I know she was worried about me taking her son's virginity. We sure fooled around a lot. But yeah. we never yeah. had penis and vagina intercourse. Yeah. Um, I really, so, I, I would say the farm. That's just. The, I think it was that. So yeah. Um, yeah. I got out of, I was really only religious from 16 until 19 or 20. Okay. So because I think it was such a short window, it just yeah. didn't stick. <laughs> yeah. I was religious to like 32 and then yeah. I was like, done. And well, then-, then I, I went to college. I, I did a, I didn't do a lot of drugs, but I smoked a lot of weed in college. Yeah. 
um, only dabbled a little bit here and there on, in some other substances. They just weren't my jam. Yeah. Um, and my partner and I were pretty open. It's actually, I, I was with my first real partner from 21 until almost 30. Okay. Yeah, we, we were married for three years of that, but he was pretty open sexually and he was raised by a pretty progressive mom, um, though raised Catholic. Okay. He didn't have a lot of the messages too about sex being dirty and disgusting and, and all that. So I think he was also a big part of it too, that I, in my formative years, my twenties, like didn't have a partner that was telling me how I should perform, what I should do. Um, yeah, we, we were able to explore our own orgasms and explore different aspects of sex together. That yeah. was probably a good foundation too. I feel like that. Yeah, that was. Yes. Yes. I'm comparing it to mine just because I think it's, it's interesting to, to hear <clears throat> how somebody, especially in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. I think I have more influences about sex being dirty and shameful from like media or, yeah. And also, oh, I was a heavy soap opera watcher. My mom and my oh, grandma always had soap operas on. So like sex is everywhere. You know? also like, the, so like, like they're having babies out on the field, like some mm-hmm. animal. And then you have soap operas going on in the house. Yep. Yeah. All CBS. Oh, wow. yeah, I actually cried when Guiding Light Now's World Turns went off the air. But I anyway, know. there's a lot of sexuality and there navigating is. relationships and things like that. Yes. Yeah, what masculine and feminine means and how the feminine plays out in the soap opera and how the masculine plays out. Yes. How different could soap operas have been if they just had ethical non-monogamy as a part of their (laughs) storylines? Let me tell you, let me tell you. (laughs) So that would be amazing. (gasps) I would want to play that character. Right. I want to see it. I would have loved to have seen a triad, a poly triad. Yeah. Like, uh like who would it be like uh sherry williams the new you know i don't know i just made up that name but it's like she came in from out of town and it's like i don't know i've always wanted to be on a soap opera soap opera because they are to me like the epitome of good and bad acting and they have to learn the way they have to learn their lines it's insane right but um i love it just because it's so melodramatic it's so shakespearean in a lot of ways too so that yeah. that's interesting that with the combination of the farm and then um, home life, um, because again, especially in the Midwest, you just don't find a lot of, I mean, I don't know how many sex, how many sex coaches are in the state of Missouri, let alone Kansas city. I mean, not many. There's a couple of other coaches here yeah. in town. None that went through my program, but a couple that went through some other programs that are yeah. really like, they're, yeah. they're just different approaches. Like one went through yes. more of a, a tantric focus program, okay. which look, I'm not trying to be judgy of other people's methods, but to me, uh, you do need to be conscientious of where your information is coming from. And to me, if you're learning Tantra from white people who learned it from white people who learned it from white people. Yes. Yeah. Same thing with yoga and acting. It's got, you got to be careful, like what techniques, like who said this and why, and is it really from them, the foundation and yeah, 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 Yeah. exactly. But I, again, I'm just so excited that, you know, we're working together and um, I'm learning so much from you. I hope you're learning something from me. Hell yes. Hell yes. 100%. And I know I'm going to learn things from you in this, in the improv portion 
Just like, yes. I know that you'll learn things from me about the green flags for conversation yes. and for dating profiles. And yes. Like and for me personally, I would say, and I think a lot of women are like this just because of the Me Too movement, but also before that, I mean, what we've experienced in our past is we tend to sometimes look for more red flags than green flags. Mm-hmm. And I, I am excited to, again, just learn what those green flags are. And I think I'll learn a lot of the green flags just by learning who comes to this workshop. Yes. We're not on the farm. We're at yoga patch. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, definitely check the show notes. Y'all grab a ticket to this workshop. You'll find the link in there, but also I'll have some links to your information, but tell the people how they can find you online. Online. So my Instagram handle is Yoga, And then my website is akcyoga.com. So Anna Kaler Yoga. Yes. Perfect. And again, if you're interested ever in Um, wanting to learn yoga. If you're always like, Oh, I hear about it, but it's just not my thing. Um, I love my probably demographic that I love is people who never consider themselves to do yoga ever. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe you're just not flexible. Maybe, um, you know, you're not like the skinny, skinny girls that you see, or the skinny, skinny guys that you see constantly in yoga. I like to take the stereotypes away and just, I work with anyone and everyone, all kinds of bodies. Um, and it it really is transformative because again, it can bring in meditation to your life. Cause Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to learn meditation until I was just around people in class doing meditation. Mm -hmm. And now I will go to the park and just meditate by myself for a while, which I never considered myself being that kind of person, but yeah. So if you are interested ever in a private session, that's also where I feel like the most growth can happen. Um, Mm -hmm. please contact me. We'd love to meet you and work with you. Perfect. Well, thank you again for being a guest. I'm so excited for our workshop. Maybe this isn't the first time I'll be, or the last time I'll be a guest. It better not be. It better not be. (laughs) I hope not. You're welcome back anytime. Yay. Thanks for listening to Keep Them Coming with Open the Doors Coaching. Please rate, subscribe, and share this podcast and check the show notes or stuff we talked about during the episode. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and TikTok, but visit my website if you want more information about me and my coaching services. You can join my safe for work or not safe for work email list, which I call the Dirty Bird. If you want less censored content about sex and relationships and want to know what I'm up to, please subscribe to that list. Send me an email, Kristen at Open the Doors Coaching, if you have a question, want to book a session, or want more information on my upcoming workshops. My theme song is original music by M. Kusa. Until next time.